Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome in to the Lombardi Line, the show, as always, presented by DraftKings. Stormy Bon and Tony with you and in for Michael Lombardi. He's getting some well-deserved time away. Mike Palm, VP of Operations here at Circa Resort and Casino. You're, you're, you're playing hurt today, so I appreciate you joining us. Not so much hurt, Stormy. Good morning. Just I haven't felt right since uh, I went back to the calendar to look at it. January 30th. It was the Tuesday between the first week between the championship games and Super Bowl. And that's when the media really started. And that morning I had to get up and be at Stadium Swim at 4 a.m. and do these hits with the San yeah. Francisco morning show. And, but like we were standing in the water with our pants rolled up. Reed Cowan, who used to be here in, in, in Las Vegas, is the anchor there. So I knew him. But, you know, it was like 48 degrees and we were there three hours doing hits each hour. And I kind of got sick from that. And I just haven't really felt 100 percent between an ear infection and bronchitis. So. Gradually, it's getting better. The antibiotics work better for the kids than they did for my wife and I. Let's put it that way. This is the worst time to be feeling bad, too, because like you said, around the Super Bowl, now we've got we just flipped the calendar to March today. We've got March Madness and all this stuff coming around. So hopefully it starts to go away. You're decked out in your Mountain West stuff today, too. Is that the is that the tournament you're most excited for? I am actually excited. I almost always go to the Mountain West tournament, even from when I first came to Vegas and Jimmer Fredette was at BYU and. You know, Kawhi was at San Diego State. Those were really good. If Steve Alford yeah. was at New Mexico. Five teams in the tournament. Tim Miles was at Colorado State then. Those were really good. And and I think it's always very good. But we're also um, in the process of locking up some more of the media, football media days and some events with Mountain West and becoming one of their partners. And yeah. um, it was great when it was here last summer. And I think they're going to, like they had the main stage in the pre-function area up on three. I think they're going to try to do it right here at the oh. book. Like we're Derek's section in the middle there at the underhang. So we're going to do a walkthrough next Friday morning before I do the show with you, in fact. So, yeah, I had Mountain West on my mind. Very cool. Yeah, it was beautiful. The setup that they had upstairs yeah. here at Circa mm-hmm. for Mountain West Football Media Days. And um, and yeah, to your point, seeing that relationship grow will be great. The tournament will be one of five that are coming up mm-hmm. here in Vegas next week. This time next week will be in officially a conference championship tournament week, which will be a lot of fun. We'll talk a little more college basketball later on in the show when VEASAN's own Aaron Moore joins us. He has a couple plays for today not the best card today but it's okay we'll get through there's actually two top 25 games tonight 
and and speaking of Mountain West, Utah State. Utah State, yeah. Taking on a bad Air Force team. And then a really good matchup um, uh, in the A-10, so... Um, with uh, with Loyola Chicago and Dayton, so I actually get two top twenty five games on yeah, a Friday tomorrow night. Tomorrow we get Tennessee, Alabama, and Baylor, Alabama's Kansas. Fading, It'll fade, be fun. Fade, fading a little bit here. Yeah, we've got a good good lineup tomorrow. Tomorrow feels like, you know, it's the. It, I know next Saturday is the last Saturday before the tournament and the rivalry week and Duke Carolina and all that. But tomorrow feels very important for a lot of teams in terms of of their seeding and then their spot in the conference and whether they make it or not. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time here down the stretch. Also, in the NBA last night, LeBron and the Lakers, the second night of a back-to-back, saw the nine-win Wizards take them down to the wire, force overtime. The Lakers hold on to win 134-131, but LeBron now four points shy of 40,000. So I'm sorry anybody who had him reaching the mark in the Wizards game. That bet did not cash for you, but nine points away now. Does this, does this, will this change how people view LeBron, the 40,000? Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think people are very dead set in their beliefs about, are you Jordan? Are you LeBron? Are you a Kobe? Are you, you know what I mean? It's, 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 these, these arguments are. Are you on one side or the other? Well, I, I don't know how you argue against six for six with six MVP in the final. That's just my, you know what I mean? In all the biggest moments. And I think it's a different argument. It's similar to like Tom Brady being the goat, the, the, the longevity portion of it, I think is yeah. LeBron's part, right? When people ask me who's the best quarterback, I thought watching them, not regardless of time, I thought Montana was the best quarterback, but you can't argue with Brady because of what he did, and then he did it with multiple teams and, and all that. I, the most impressive thing about LeBron to me was that double overtime game they played at Golden State about a month mm-hmm. ago on a Saturday night where he played the most minutes of his career. Say, that <laughs> was the most impressive, not them coming from 21 well, down I, in the fourth quarter against I, the Clippers? I would have watched it if I thought there was still a game. I, I thought it was <laughs> over early. You know, last, last night I was looking to put together some, and I do some money line parlays with live events and stuff. And I looked at this game. They were ahead a couple points over the Wizards. And I said, no, I'm not putting the Lakers in because I could see them losing this yeah. game off off that win last night. I it ended up not including them. Um, it would have won, but I would have been aggravated the whole time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it is interesting your point, though. Some of the moments that he's had this year, despite being almost 40 years old, he's still doing what he's doing at such a high level. The Lakers, by the way, in the ninth seed of the Western Conference standings, three games back, though, of that five spot. So it's it's very tight there for those teams that are situated to be in the play-in. Um, Wemby and the Spurs also last night, that was a shocker. I didn't Blow see up. that coming Blow at up. all. Mm-hmm. But... Do you trust these teams at the top of the West that haven't been there before, like the Minnesotas and the OKCs with this core group that hasn't made a playoff run yet? I always think the NBA is like a really a stepladder and you have to progress each year, right? And you're like, you knock on the door till you finally beat the best team and, and things like that. It's very hard. Like you don't, in the NFL, every year there's a division, somebody goes from worst to first, right? That doesn't happen in the NBA, right? It's a much more of a gradual process. So for me, like, when you say is Boston or Denver a better bet to win to win the NBA championship? Hey Denver. I, I say Denver because I don't trust these like I don't trust these other teams at the top of the West that haven't been there and done that. Whereas I like 
In the East, I still think the Heat will be a tough out. I'm, uh, the Knicks might be a tough out. I like the, the Cavaliers. You could make that argument against haven't done enough yet, and you still have Giannis sitting there for all the troubles they've had, right? So I just feel like there might be more competition in the East than in the West, and obviously Denver's more than double the price right now as well. It feels like Denver and the Clippers are those yeah. those top two teams, but in the East, that's that's an interesting mm-hmm. point that you think that, that's, that there's more competition on that standpoint because I feel like I've heard a lot of people say it's the Celtics and everybody else. Well, they're like minus now to win the yeah. East, right? And I, I don't I don't know, but we've seen this team, you know, be great in the regular season. I know they made the finals against the Warriors two years ago, but they also lost to an eight seed in the conference finals last year. So we'll see. I do I do think that the future bets on the Celtics um, for head, for coach of the year and, and Tatum for MVP are interesting, though. I mean, if this team wins 65 or 66 games, that has to go a long way to the voters' minds in those races. Well... I wonder too, like I keep on looking at the MVP odds. I feel like every single day and you have Nikola Jokic, who's the odds on favorite still there. But like, does Jason Tatum get any look at 30 to one with the best player on the best team? If they end up ultimately like coming on down the stretch and staying playing at the level that they are. I think Femi bet him at a hundred to one, like three weeks ago. Yeah. And, 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 do you think and that's when, worthwhile? I thought it was worthwhile at that price, and now you've seen it drop. It, it, it has to play out and, and where the others go and wh- what they end up with. I mean, where does Denver end up as a seed in the West, right? Do they end up the one they could? Do they end up the four and Boston wins the East by 10 games? I mean, that's got to be worth something. And, and when you look at MVP, the, the, the teams... Uh, it's very important how the teams end up. So I obviously wouldn't bet Jokic at a minus yeah. price. Um, SGA is a really good player. I mean, he's, uh, you know, if you would have said three years ago, is this guy going to win an MVP? I probably would have said no. Um, he could win an MVP. I mean, he absolutely could win it. Then at that the point, I would go down bet. to Tatum at that point. I, w- I think SGA and Tatum would be the only two bets I would make on this board. I I feel like, and granted, like I'm still making my transition to the NBA, but like based yeah. on the stuff that I've been watching lately and trying to listen in on all of the analysts and some of those podcasts and stuff, I feel like Shea is the most realistic bet if there's one to be made mm-hmm. at this point right now. But like if, if Luca with all the point production that he has, if that starts translating into wins down the stretch, I could see that being realistic. And Giannis is doing like career numbers in a lot of areas for himself. I wonder too, if for whatever reason with the new regime and doc, if they can put things together, do you think this win streak recently is fluky or do you think that's going to be for real down the stretch? How do you view Milwaukee? Well, we'll have to see because defensively their efficiency is awful. So I, I don't know if you can translate that. I also think you take points off Giannis because you know, the coaching change. He wanted the coach and then he got the coach fired. You know what I mean? So right. I, I think people will look on that in the course of this year as, uh, in terms of his MVP. So I was just sad. I took a very small future out on Kawhi Leonard and then that all but died in the head to head with OKC. <laughs> I was very disappointed, <laughs> but you know, I love, like I don't have a team in the NBA. I yeah. basically have just rooted for wherever Kai go, Kawhi goes. Yeah. Well, you had some, you had some good runs here. Yeah. Now they just need bad. to do something with the Clippers. Well, and this feels like the year that that could be realistic if they stay healthy, right? If he and Paul George and James Harden are doing this. I actually bet Ty Lue at 100 to 1 for coach of the year. Uh, just to take a little flyer. I don't think the ticket's going to get there. But, I mean, it seems like 
when they want to in, in certain spots, this team can be very good on the mm-hmm. defensive end of the court. And of course they made the big transition when they put Russ as the six man coming off the bench instead of in the starting lineup. I did want to ask you about this unders run NBA unders five oh. and three last night, eighth straight day. Now that unders have been 500 or better 46, 18 and one to the under since the break. Has this run its course now? Like, are we going to start seeing a flip? Um, it's it, it defies a lot of logic to me. I know coming off an all-star break, I like to bet NHL unders first game back, right? They don't have their legs, but this is going on now for two weeks. Uh, so it's got to revert to the mean, right? Revert back to the mean. The, the run one much? night was 10 and 0 and then the next night yeah. was like 9 0 and 1. I mean, it was, it was like 19 0 and 1 over two days. Yeah, it was <laughs> it, truly, it was like, ridiculous. Right? It, was, it was like two or three day stretch uh, that was just insane. And so that's why I wonder like, if it's if it starts to turn, if it's going to be a drastic turn, if from a bookmaking perspective, if there's a significant adjustment now, or if you just kind of stay status no, quo. I think at this point, once you get beyond a, a week's time, you, you have to just go back to the numbers. And I mean, if the trend continues, then you can look at it. But um, I, I again, knew. 46, 18 and one to the under since the break. It is so hard to bet unders in this league, run. too. I mean, it's, it's hard to sweat these so games when they, when they just fire up threes and they just go back like they're never going to dribble the ball. And say, oh, the shot clock's running now. Uh, speaking of threes, your girl, Caitlin Clark, saying that she's going to declare for the draft. Well, it's interesting because I think the money would have been comparable with the, with the amount of NIL. I mean, she's number one all well, time with Fanatics she, now. Yeah, I was going to say, she's still going to have all the brand deals, yeah. even with her going to the league. Um, speaking of the draft, the NBA draft, combine talk, all that and more coming up when we return on the Lombardi line. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, make sure you check out the new and improved vsin.com. We've got a fresh new look on the website, plus enhanced navigation and a mobile first focus, but all that same great content currently on the front page, best bet articles, trend reports, and betting splits for college hoops, the NBA and NHL. Plus our guy, Adam Burke, has bolstering his MLB betting content every day. In addition to the free betting primer and spring training best practices, he's got articles coming up on World Series futures, awards markets, and division breakdowns being added into the fold. Again, head over to vcin.com. This is the Lombardi Line. Mike Palm and Stormy Bonantoni with you coming up in about 15 minutes. We'll get into some college hoops with vcin's own Aaron Moore. In hour two, we'll have ESPN's Field Yates join the program. Talk a little bit about what's been going on in Indy at the Combine. And today, we had the, the quarterback arrivals, a bunch of quarterbacks going to the podium, talking to reporters. Yesterday, it was the defensive line and linebackers working out. Today, we'll have DBs and tight ends. Tomorrow, quarterbacks outside of the top three guys will all do their workouts, throwing wide receivers, running backs. And on Sunday, we'll have the offensive line. Any of the, the headlines and news that have come out about the quarterbacks today that stood out to you, Mike? I, You know, I believe, and I'm not a big draft better. I just believe the Bears are forced to take Caleb Williams because of the narrative. And because if they don't, and he blows up and becomes a great player, they're going to be, you know, they're all going to be gone, right? I think you have to defense that. But he continues to me, all the signs of this guy, I'm not sure about his leadership and his intangibles. Uh, it kind of devolved at USC as the year went on last year. And now he's, you know, he, he's he, not 32 teams can draft him, so he's not going to do these general tests. He'll do them for specific. T- he's got a very sort of different outlook, I guess. And I, some of the things... He says are strange to me, but I I think there'll be stuff. I think the draft debate is at two, and that's where the betting yeah. action, right? I th- can see that that's going to be a market that might go back and forth between Daniels and Maine. I think it's a very interesting choice. Sure. I mean, right now, Caleb Williams, minus 1,000 yeah. to be the top overall pick, <laughs> minus 900 for that pick to go to the Chicago Bears. I know there has been some talk about maybe the commanders would be willing to trade up to ensure that they could get Caleb Williams and connecting the dots with he and Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. I don't know about all that I to your point about the Bears position that they're in can you imagine if two years in a row they have the top overall pick (laughs) and they had the opportunity to have CJ Stroud or if Caleb Williams blows up and you didn't get either one of them to be that next piece for you like as if they haven't made enough mistakes in developing quarterbacks now you're not even having the opportunity to try so I'm with you there this is they have this pick because they didn't take Stroud right and they ended up getting this pick from Carolina so now if you don't, t- what what would you have to get to keep going here? I mean, and what what can you three number ones? I mean, I don't know. And you know, I mean, are they, are they gonna just say okay, Fields is the guy? I mean, that they would almost have to do that. I mean, what are they going to flip one and two? They're high on Daniels. They're very very high that's, on Daniels. That's what is I that? think. That's what I think they would do. Just flip one and two, take whatever take compensation Washington will give take Jaden Daniels. It'd yeah. have to be for Daniels. It couldn't be if they liked May. They, well, they wouldn't. and so that's the thing. I don't know if you've been seeing this, <laughs> but not only has like the Daniels conversation heated up, mm-hmm. but you're hearing top analysts across the board saying for them, Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels yeah. are one right A, one there, A. One, mm-hmm. in, one A, one B, yep. or they are, or even Daniels is the better quarterback. They would prefer to take Jaden Daniels. How do you feel about that? I think Daniels is better than May. I, I'm not sold on Caleb Williams. And they, but then, you know, I watched him go into Notre Dame and be horrible in that game at Notre Dame. Hmm. Um, 
I'm with you. I remember Daniels at Arizona State. So the transformation last year seems a bit it's hard for me to throw away what I saw in Arizona State. Exponential growth in a short amount of time. I also think that the LSU defense was so bad that they got so many more possessions that those stats are a little misleading, right? At the same time, he's very, very dynamic. Um, and this stat about every time he has a play, it's over 10 yards, right? This human first down, it's hard not to think about that, right? He's got that (laughs) and the 17 touchdowns, zero interceptions when blitzed. Like there are certain things like that that stand out and you're like, okay, well that's, that's transferable to the NFL. That sounds good. I mean, to be taking a big chance, I, I think from a betting perspective, I guess that Daniels will go before May is the bet that I would make right now. Like I just... It's it's funny to me how these North Carolina quarterbacks get that, and you know it's too. But like they don't really do. They didn't Mitch do anything. Trubisky, they did. Sam they, Howell, they weren't yeah. tremendous. You know they didn't do anything tremendous with their teams or take their teams to new heights or even, you know, conference championships, and they get thrown up there like it's quarterback you. I mean, unlike Mac Jones is a quarterback whisperer. So for me, I don't kind of get that. So. Um, We'll have a lot of fun, and I know this program especially will, yeah. with all the nuances that go on here. Oh, and it's lying season, so yeah. that, that's well, always I, that's always fun. Um, <laughs> when Michael comes back, we'll get into that more. But again, Caleb Williams minus a thousand to be the top overall pick. Drake May is a minus one fifteen favorite to go two, and Jaden Daniels plus one forty to go three. But again, Daniels catching a lot of steam lately, the way that he's been talked about from personnel folks, and all three of those quarterbacks will not be throwing at the combine tomorrow. Williams on the podium today saying he. Plays played 30 or so games. So go rewatch the live ball and see how he is a competitor. You also referenced him not doing the medical. He is reportedly the first player ever to come to the combine and not do the medical portion of things. He said 32 teams can't draft him. He's one guy. The teams that he goes to visit, he will do the medical, um, give the information to them. He did give us, though, an idea of his measurables. Take a listen. Um, it's the first time I'm hearing about my height and size. Um, you know, I'm around Aaron Rodgers size and, and maybe weight too. Uh, 215, uh, 220 and 6'162". He also said in an interview with ESPN's Pete Thamel this week, he'd be excited to go to the Bears or wherever he gets drafted. And this morning on the podium talked about the unique situation that the Bears are in having the number one overall pick. Um, it's the first time I'm hearing about my height and size. Um, you know, I'm around Aaron Rodgers size and, and maybe weight too. Uh, 215. Uh, two- okay, so that wasn't quite what I was looking for. But, okay, we have the real one. Let's play that one. I mean, the Bears are, was an 8 and 9 team last year, um, I believe, and uh, 7 and seven to 10, sorry, and, and um, you know, that's, that's pretty good for a team that has the first pick. Um, and, and they got a good defense. Um, they got good players on offense. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting, you know, if you could go into a situation like that. Should we be at all concerned that he doesn't know his height or the record of the team that's I'm, likely going to draft him? I'm concerned because there's a big difference between seven and ten and eight and nine when your win total was yeah. seven and a half. I'm, I'm tell you <laughs> that that right an now. excellent point. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. Everything is so loosey goosey with this guy, right? This is your life here, right? I mean, this is your profession. Thinking somebody's taking the medical boards and ah, I don't know what I studied. <laughs> I don't know what I. I uh, he's just kind of an oddball, kind of out there. So. 
I don't I don't know. I'm sure he's going to give us a lot more sound yeah. bites oh, here. I, I, bet. Mean. I So the thing with him is, and I think I, I referenced the Pete Thamel article with ESPN mm. this week. I do think it was good that he came out this week and said, I'm I, the, a lot of the things that have been portrayed about me from a narrative standpoint of I'm not going to want to go to this team if they have the first pick or I need to have ownership in a team just kind of acknowledging those narratives and saying I'm going to be excited to go wherever I'm going to go and for me at least yesterday that was a reminder that a lot of the stuff that we've heard about Caleb Williams generally speaking has been from reporters or has been from his dad who's his manager and other things like his dad is more of a concern for me than Caleb Williams himself most likely at this point the one thing about Caleb Williams that he has had control over that I really, really dislike about him, big picture, is the fact that after losses at USC, he wouldn't speak to media. Like, that's a weird red flag to me because you're going to have to in the National Football League not go allowed. up and take ownership. Not allowed things. to do that in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, they, they, so they that's, that's the one red flag about Caleb Williams that we know tangibly was he and Lincoln Riley's decision that he did not do that I think is is interesting about his personality. He did know the Bears had a good defense. At least we can give them that, which they had the best run defense. Down uh, the stretch. They, they were very they were playing good. well. They were very, I had to sweat that seven and a half. I thought it was a lock early in the year, and then I had to sweat it in the last week. Thank God the Packers uh, came through there. It's always those pesky dads, though, isn't it? It's always the, the Jack Elways and the... They want to. They want to be coach, Henning, best Henning, friend, they manager, agent, everything except dad. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, also, we had a quote from Drake May with Tom Pelissero. You don't want a game plan for me. You want a game plan with me. Thoughts. Very confident, I guess. Um, he really is a humble kid, though. I'll say I, I in my conversations with him. I haven't heard him speak a lot. You've you've interviewed him on the sideline. Yeah, I've talked to him a couple of times. We've been in those, you know, pre-game meetings mm -hmm. and everything. And he he's a little bit quieter, yeah. uh, humble, mild mannered. Seems like a really good kid with a good head on his shoulders. But unfortunately, the games that I have been on the sideline for, he has not played particularly well. Did you ever cover Iowa State when Purdy was there? I did not. Oh, you did. Okay. I did my first Iowa State game the year after he left. All right. So sorry, I didn't. Say, I interesting wish. to get your take and then see where he's to. come to. And but I have talked to like a lot of his old coaches. I did a USF game this year with mm -hmm. Alex Golish, who coached him there, and just uh, like a bunch of guys on on that staff that were very very complimentary about the person and like competitor and confidence that he had. And they were like, I know it's hard when somebody's drafted last to have any like you can say in hindsight, okay, yeah, I saw this. But we always talked about him in in a way that he's seen now, which is cool. That's a false narrative that Mr. Rell, but the guy started 47 games in Ames. You know what I mean? He's not a schlub. No, not at all. I'm sick of it. It's awful. Uh, we're we're going to get into plenty more combine talk. A lot of news and notes coming out of the NFL today that we'll get to. But when we return, turning gears to college basketball with Aaron Moore. Stay with us. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription today and get your first year for only $199 instead of the usual $240. Just use our promo code Lombardi. Get VSIN Pro access to everything we do for the entire year. That includes our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. We've got betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, betting systems, premium analysis, 24 7 video access, plus our upcoming market. 
March Madness betting guide with best bets for every game and round of the tournament. Remember, use that promo code Lombardi. That'll get you your first year of VEASAN Pro Access for $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And we are right around the corner from the madness because the calendar is officially flipped to March today. Mike Palm and Stormy Bonantoni with you as we welcome in Aaron Moore, sports media professor, VEASAN.com contributor, joining us now to dive in a little deeper to college hoops. Do, do you have any advice, by the way, just for betters trying to look at some of the lines for these last couple of games before conference tournaments, it's before we get to the NCAA tournament? What stands out to you? Well, thanks for having me, Stormy and Mike. I think right now one of the main handicapping aspects of looking at the board is are teams running out of gas? How are teams performing home and away in these revenge games that you've had basically 20 plus games to really understand where these teams are. I don't think the books are going to give any lines that have any holes in them. So at this point, before the real March Madness, the conference tournament start, you're doing situational handicapping. The numbers are very solid. So I want to look at teams on the road. I want to look at teams' recent performance. I want to look at teams that maybe have slowed down a little bit because of what they've done earlier in the year. So at this point of the year, it really is situational handicapping. Professor Moore, I want to ask you about a team that I bet at 175 to one back in back in December. And I'm going to ask you about running out of gas, more specifically an injury uh, situation. But they've won 16 in a row and they'll take on Gonzaga on Saturday at St. Mary's. You know, it took them a while to, to figure out those pieces and put them together. But I think this is Randy Bennett's best version that we've seen. And maybe I thought they were getting discredited a little bit because Gonzaga is not the Gonzaga we've known for two decades. Your thoughts on St. Mary's going forward. They could enter the tournament on like a 22 game winning streak. So, Mike, in our V's and preseason guide, St. Mary's was one of the teams I wrote about that could be this year's Florida Atlantic. So I definitely like them and what they're doing. What you're saying about Randy Bennett's best team, it's definitely their more, most athletic team. I like the way that they can score. In the past, the St. Mary's team, we liked them going into the tournament. There was a certain wild card aspect to them, but they weren't going to outscore anybody. So the way that backcourt can now play at a little bit of a faster pace and play that defense, I really do like St. Mary's to be one of those teams that maybe surprises the public and you're not expecting them. Oh, it's Gonzaga coming out of the West Coast and all of a sudden it's St. Mary's. So I do like the increased athleticism, the ability to score with St. Mary's. And one of the things that I think we see is there's a lot of defensive centric teams that are going to get your attention come March and you want to bet them and maybe you want to take the under and you think that defensive team could be a good underdog to back. Well, can they score? St. Mary's can score. You can see what they've done in the West Coast Conference. Definitely a team at that price, Mike, ways to monetize that ticket. Get, get them into the Sweet 16, and that's looking really good. Aaron, are there any teams right now that you look at the odds board and think are worth firing on a bet right now or that you're even just targeting for come selection Sunday when you kind of know the path a little bit? 
there's two ways of approaching it. Do you hold your money now and wait for those brackets to come out and see who they would play and what hurdles they have to get by? Well, you're going to lose some odds at that way. So you could look at it now and getting some higher odds and taking a little bit of a risk, not knowing the matchups. And Stormy, one of the teams that I would look at right now is Creighton 30 to 1. I think that is a number when those brackets are released on Selection Sunday, that 30 to 1 is going to be a lot lower. They're slated in that three line, and looking back last year, they're very similar to the profile of Baylor. At the start of the tournament last year, Baylor was 18 to 1. So that 30 to 1 Creighton right now looks really good for me in terms of getting the value. And I think this is a Final Four worthy team. They certainly were Final Four worthy last year, then a bad call went against them. You can get this team at 30 to 1 with the hopes of not only monetizing the ticket, getting them to the final four. And one of the things I really like about Creighton is they are number one in the country with the fewest fouls. So you get this team and a particularly a seven footer in Ryan Kalkbrenner, he stays on the court. So far, Creighton's biggest win this year was against UConn. And what happened in that game? UConn's big man, Donovan Klingland, got in foul trouble. Colt Brenner was out there and that team took it to UConn. So I like what Creighton has. I think they could be a final four team. And at 30 to one, it, it's a pretty big value. Now these odds might change a little bit slightly or there might be a little bit more interest or perhaps people are gonna cool on Creighton. They play tomorrow against Marquette, one of the bigger games in the Big East season. It's at Creighton. You know the fans in Omaha are gonna be pumped up for that. So I think if you're looking for a team before the brackets come out, look at Creighton at 30 to one because that number might change when we see who's playing who on Selection Sunday. Professor, I want to ask you about one more team before we get into these two games tonight that I have, and that's Clemson. Um, I think they're flying a little bit below the radar. They're 100 to 1 now. I got them at 125 to 1. They're a net top 25 team. Um, I know the ACC is down because you look at it, it's Carolina and Duke, and those are the only two rated teams. And you say, oh, Virginia's the third best team, and they can't score. Does Clemson have the potential to get to the second weekend? You know, Mike, I think I'm going to disagree with you here on yeah. Clemson. And we're just talking about a defensive-minded team, mm -hmm. Brad Brownwell's team, always good defensively. Gerard can score from the outside. I think Clemson is getting a little bit of attention because of that weak, diluted ACC field. I think if this was a normal ACC season, I don't think Clemson would be where they are. They're kind of taking advantage, I think, of that depressed ACC. It's, it's crazy to say that the ACC is down. So the ACC is down and Clemson is definitely up. And it's been a team the last two or three years you were expecting to go into March and they've just had very bad end of the season runs. They should get into the tournament. I think, uh, does Lenardi have like a six, seven seed, something in that ballpark? I, I just think they are a byproduct of that diluted ACC season. Okay, what you got for us tonight? Because we were joking in the break that a lot of these bigger conferences, you can have your SEC, you can have your Big 12. I want some Mac. So what are you looking at this evening? Stormy, Friday night, you think of two things, the Mac and the Ivy League. 
and that's enough to get college basketball fanatics going. I'm looking at two games in the MAC, and they play a Friday-Sunday schedule in the MAC, so think about that. You've got Fairfield at Marist. I'm playing the under 137 in this game, and this is an interesting matchup and talking about something late in the season. This is the number one offense in the MAC being Fairfield and the number one defense in the MAC being Marist. And Marist loves to keep the game in the low 60s. They played earlier this year and it was way off for Marist. It was 82-61 Fairfield. Now it comes back to Poughkeepsie for the game at Marist. I think they keep them in the low 60s. And looking at it once again, what you were talking about, how to handicap teams, Fairfield, we have seen their body of work. Fairfield can score at home. They're the top scoring team in the MAC because they can score at home. On the road, the offense is much different. So I'm going to give the advantage here to Marist. I don't want to play them to win the game, but I do think it's going to be their game. So I'm taking the under. And then the other one is Mount St. Mary's Canisius. Now talk about Kentucky and talk about Houston and Purdue. No, we're talking about Canisius right now. So it's Mount St. Mary's at Canisius. And I'm taking Canisius as a short home favorite here. And the interesting part of that looking at it is Mount St. Mary's to Canisius, Maryland to Buffalo. This is the hardest trip in the MAC. So you're going to have a little bit of a disadvantage here for Mount St. Mary's. This is another revenge game. It was 74-69 in early January. That was at Mount St. Mary's. So now they're taking this game to Buffalo. And Canisius was my surprise team to win the MAC. And they have played very poorly in the beginning of the year. And that loss to Mount St. Mary's came during the beginning of the year. Canisius is playing a little bit better, winning three of their last four games. So I think they're getting Mount St. Mary's at a good time, and we're getting a short home favorite here. I like that in the MAC. And think about it this way. Get some MAC action on Friday night, and then Saturday, you're looking at the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, and those games that are on television. These games you're not really going to find too easily on television. Going to make sure you have your ESPN Plus subscription. Really, really good stuff as always, Aaron. Appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this. Thank you very much, guys, and good luck to you. Thank you, Professor. The Professor, Aaron Moore. He wrote, um, a, he wrote a great article about college baseball where he called me the Jonas Salk of sports betting. Oh, That's wow. a first. I usually, usually get Madame Curie. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be a fun day. We've got to hit the break. Back to the NFL when we return on the Lombardi line with Mike Palm and Stormy Bonantoni. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. That's V-S-I-N. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Story about Tony and Mike Palm with you live from downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino. Talking a little NFL MVP candidates who are worth a look because it's never too early, Mike, don't you know? Never too early to look ahead in the NFL. I guess not. When I saw the rundown, I got excited. I was putting together NBA MVPs, but then I came to my senses and said, this must be NFL. It is the NFL <laughs> show. So that's the thing. That's the thing. Obviously, Lombardi Line is a unique show yeah. compared to all the rest of them because we have the Lombardi name on it. We want to make sure we do a little more football. We're going to do more hockey, though, on Fridays. Today, yes. Oh, yeah. So this is the first of many Fridays to come yeah. that you and I will be working together. I'd probably tell August. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we rotated the schedule around for me um, because spring football is coming up. And What's most your of my league games called now? What's the new name of the UFL. league? UFL. Which is the combination of USFL and XFL. Correct. And so like the divisions <clears throat> or the conferences are one's an XFL conference, one's a USFL conference. So are you excited? Yeah, I think it'll be fun. It, it honestly, from a broadcasting perspective, is one of the funnest things that I do because there's so much access and it's so free throughout. It's flowing. actually a very high quality production. Thank too. you. I think oh, I know so. it is. So that's that's I know people that watch any football, right? You can't get enough of football, but it's actually very well produced. Yeah. And from a betting standpoint, too, we're unique in the standpoint that we talk about live lines during the game. Like my open hits 90 yeah. percent of the time last year were about the odds in the game and any line movement that we had coming in. So it's a it's a fun watch from that standpoint. And we try to create betting opportunities within it. But we'll talk about the, the UFL a little bit later. We'll stick to we'll stick to what we got going on in the National Football League for now. And producer Steph tasked us with ranking our top five NFL MVP candidates for next year, where we sit right now. And obviously a lot is going to change as we get closer to the season with free agency. And there are some quarterbacks that we're still trying to figure out where they're going to land. But as of right now, your number five quarterback worth a look who you got. So this was a tough one for me. I had to come up with a fifth one and um, I, la- I wanted to come up with a longer shot. I landed on Kirk Cousins off the comeback here, right? And we all know he can put up big statistics. I think that the North is going to be a very interesting division this year. Obviously, you have the Lions who were, you know, 30 minutes, 27 minutes, 20, however you want to say it, from going to the Super Bowl. You have the Packers and Jordan Love who are on the rise. You have the Bears potentially having Caleb Williams out there on the field. And you have Minnesota on the comeback Mm -hmm. off Cousins. Remember when he got hurt, they were trending up. They had just beaten San Francisco. uh, And there was high thoughts. I know everyone's very high on O'Connell, their head coach, their offensive plan. And 
I just think he's flying a little bit under the radar here in a quarterback-driven league. When you think about all these quarterbacks that are ahead of him in, in the odds market here, to have him be down you know, as the 12th, 15th, 18th highest quarterback uh, in these odds, we, took it, we could take a little bit of a flyer with Kirk Cousins yeah. here. And again, the assumption is that he's going to play with Minnesota. That's, That's my an assumption. Important, yes. Is that an important caveat for you? Well, do you would you think you'd much, like it more or less if he was at Atlanta or at somewhere else? I would like it less, most likely. Okay. It, it would add more uncertainty to it to me. Yeah, and it looks like Justin Jefferson's going to get paid and they're going to try to keep that group together. Kevin O'Connell, it appears, would really like to have Kirk Cousins there. It's just coming off the Achilles to me that makes it a little bit questionable. But at 40 to 1, I don't blame you. I considered for my number five, Jared Goff. I considered Anthony Richardson. I even considered Deshaun Watson at 60 to 1. If he could come back healthy and give a semblance of of what he was years ago, but I ended up just settling on deck, <laughs> Scott, 15 to one. And because this is a regular season award, you know, someone that finished second yeah. in the voting this past year, he's going to get the passing stats. He's going to get the numbers. Um, and again, it has no implications of what might happen in the playoffs or the postseason. I just wonder if the narrative about him might play into him not winning the award. That's my one concern I have with Dak. That he can't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. How, are you concerned at all about what was going on with him and Lamb and that and the, the loss? That was a very strange start to that game. It was weird, but I also feel like probably like all of the stuff that's been talked about, Dak, from like the families and stuff, mm. I just think that was maybe blown out of proportion a little bit. This is not my favorite bet on the board. Let's just put it that way. I, I get it. Five for a reason. Who's four? Um, I have uh, CMC McCaffrey. And, you know, there was a scenario here this past year on that Christmas night game when Purdy was imploding with all the interceptions that if they could have come back and won that game behind McCaffrey and he could have rushed for 100 yards and, and he had a big run in the first half, but they got so far behind it got away that he could have won the MVP. I wanted to throw one non quarterback in here. I know it's hard to do, but he is such a dominant player. And, you know, if you look at the Super Bowl. They went away from him in the second half, right? They totally abandoned the running game. They didn't even look to really target him in the passing game in that third quarter. And then when they got the game to overtime, I mean, he, basically he was their whole drive down the field. I think he's so talented and San Francisco having so much talent around him. You know, you have to pick your poison when you defend them. Who you want to try to take away because you can't take away everybody. I think of all the non-quarterbacks, he has the best chance to be the most impactful and put up the most gaudy statistics. And at 35 to one, I included him fourth. I would agree, but he's been healthy now two years in a row and that scares me. I don't know if that'll be <laughs> as consistent, but uh, reigning offensive player of the year, we know how important he is to everything that the 49ers do. And Brock Purdy, we know people don't like to give him the credit for that. So I think that's a very reasonable decision. Although Brock Purdy is your number three. So you put, you would throw them both in there. I put Purdy in here as well. Um, He's, I, I, I think he's very, very good, and he's going to be on a team that's going to be – I mean, San Francisco's going to win 11, 12, 13 games again this year. Um, he's got all the weapons around him. Look, if he doesn't have that, that meltdown on Christmas night, he might have been your MVP. He was minus $2 going into that game, and he came out of it 20-1. to what, one. That's what lost him the MVP and won it for Lamar Jackson. That game, no question. Absolutely, all off of one game. So, and, and when you look at the MVP race, it's not like Lamar put up gaudy stats. They weren't his best stats of all time. The team was so good and, and people saw them in that moment. So I think Purdy has to be considered. I think 20 to one is yeah. just too long of a price. 
right? I would I would think that he would be more in the 12, 14 to 1 range. So at 20 to 1, I included him third. Yeah, the quarterback that's on the team favored in the wheelhouse yeah. to win a Super Bowl again. So 20 to 1 for him, 35 to 1 Christian McCaffrey, 40 to 1 Kirk Cousins. My four was Jordan Love at 12 to 1. And I know he's number two. He's on your list as well. Um, but he went through a stretch down the the back end of the season leading into that divisional round loss to San Francisco where he had 21 touchdowns in one pick. Like if he can pick up where he left off in any semblance with that young roster and if Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs stay healthy, you got Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave. There's a lot of opportunity, I think, with that offense. So he's like 1A for me. I think he and Burrow are like actual bets I would make. Those are the two I would make. Stormy, if this award was just the last nine weeks of the year, he wins it. He was your MVP for the last nine weeks of the year. Think about that. Accurate, efficient, everything. Everything. They had that offense rolling. He was terrific. Um, and that's your point. Can he replicate it? Now everybody's got the tape on him, right? They got the full year in. But if he can come close to that, he's very live. I know I, I know Femi. I think Femi made this bet at 25 to 1 already. Have you seen anything on Bakhtiari? For, I have not. I, I, I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything on a decision for him if they want to bring him back. He's just always injured. So I, you mentioned Burrow. So he's your number one. You're one, Joe Burrow, two, Jordan Love, then yep. three, Brock Purdy, yep. McCaffrey, Cousins. Um, mine down the stretch. I, ha, I have Mahomes as my number one because he is until someone like it just he's always going to be in the mix. I feel like every year, even when he doesn't have the weapons, he just finds a way. So Mahomes is on there. He's the best quarterback in the league. And that's just how it is right now. If Burrow stays healthy, I have him too at 10 to one. And then I threw in Justin Herbert at 12 to one also just because of the Jim Harbaugh effect. And I don't know if the Chargers have the capability of being one of those worst first in the division with with the Kansas City Chiefs in it. But if he can do with Justin Herbert, who's already so talented and has the most passing yards in the NFL for the time he's been in the league, then that can start to translate to wins. I think Justin Herbert's very much so a possibility. It's interesting because he would have been my sixth and I, and I debated with cousins, but I wanted a longer price to, to add to the list. What will the effective now was Harbaugh going to try to establish a run and be a more physical team? Probably. But then you go back and look at his time in San Francisco. I mean, and going to three straight championship games and doing it with Kaepernick and Smith. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what effect can he have on a quarterback? It's a very interesting choice. I just I I am of the belief that despite the Chargers being a five win team and they have aging and expensive stars, I know they have a lot to figure out with their roster that I I feel like I would be more surprised that if the Chargers had a bad season this year than if they just exceeded all expectations and went to a conference championship, (laughs) like I would be more surprised. You think they'll win 11 games? I do. You do. You're very high. on. I mean, I'm not like I'm not going to go. If their season win total is 11 and a half or no, 10 and a half, I'm be. probably not going to bet it. Nine and a half or 10. But, but I could see double digit <laughs> wins for that team for sure. Here's the one thing I say about that, why I'm not quick to rush to bet they're over, is just that Harbaugh will have enough grace that he, if he doesn't turn it around right away, there's not going to be a lot, sure. right? He can try to build this team from the lines, from both offensive and defensive lines like he did at Michigan and not have to worry about first year results. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.